Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are so glad that you are tuning in and joining us tonight. We're going to be talking about breakthrough and not just breakthrough in your life, but what do we actually have to break through in order to receive the things that we are praying for, that we need some change and some different results operating in our life. So let's start off in prayer. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for each person that's watching this live and those who will watch this later, Father. We thank you that your anointing is going to fill the very room, the very place where they're at, Father that they are receiving that word from you, not just my words, Father, but it's you speaking through me. So we thank you. We praise you, Father, that we are entering into your presence and we're getting that revelation from you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like I said, we are so glad that you guys are tuning in. If you have any prayer requests, you can submit those to morningcoffeewithjesus at hotmail.com or pastorrickriddle at gmail.com. But we want to be able to pray and intercede on your behalf. We know there's a bunch of you out there who've had prayer requests. And we want you to know that we do not take that lightly. We pray over you daily. We love each and every one of you and we want to see breakthrough and change taking place in your lives. So we are going to be talking again about breakthrough. What does it mean to have breakthrough? Well, what I want you guys to do is I want you to think about what you're going through right now. What would it take in order for you to see a victory? What would it take in order for you to get out of where you're currently at into that better state of mind, that better financial state, that better relationship? What is it that you need breakthrough in? As I was doing some studying and thinking about this, the Lord started talking to me and he said, you have to have a breakthrough in order to have a breakthrough. And I know that may sound kind of strange, like, well, of course I need a breakthrough if I need a breakthrough. But what are we breaking through? This is what I want you guys to really, really um, think about as we're, we continue on with this session. Breaking through <clears throat> literally means we're coming through something that um, we're, we're currently in the middle of, right? But... Have you ever got to the place to where you hit up against a wall? Well, we know in the natural, if I were to stand up and walk behind me and run into this wall, I'm going to stop. I cannot go any further. No matter how many times I back up and go forward, no matter how fast I do it, every single time I get to this wall, I'm going to stop. Why? Because this wall is preventing me from getting to the other side. And so when we think about what we're currently going through, we know that Satan comes to what? This is in John 10, 10. It tells us Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I, which is Jesus, have come that we may have a life and have it more abundantly. That is so exciting because 
Yes, the thief may come to steal, kill, and destroy. But if we know that there is victory for us, that God doesn't want us to stay in that state, he doesn't want us to get tripped up by um, all the fiery darts that the enemy is trying to throw at us, that he has a way of provision. He has a way of escape for us. And so when we're thinking about this, we need to know that God loves us. And we have to truly believe that because if we don't think that God wants us to make it through to the other side, then we're going to allow whatever situation is currently going on and the enemy will come in with his lies and tell you, oh, you know, this is going to make you stronger. Oh, this is a test and a trial to see if you're worthy enough or good enough for God to bless you. No, you guys, that is a lie from the enemy. God has already pre-qualified us in order to receive his blessings. The moment that we accepted him into our life and we said, Lord, I make you the Lord of my life. You have full reign and right in operation here in this life that I have on this earth. And as we accept him into our heart, that is when we have taken down this wall and now we're able to walk through to the other side. So all those things that we may have been disqualified for um, before we had entered into this relationship with Jesus, now we are in this covenant with him. And so he has given us provision. He's given us wisdom. He has unlocked the doors to healing and prosperity. And you guys, prosperity is not just money. That is is part of it, but prosperity is so much more. It is prospering in your health. It's prospering in your relationships, in your career, in every area of your life. So yes, we need to have prosperity because that is how God intended us to live. He wants us to have an abundant life to the full till it overflows. So back to our breakthrough, what do you need a breakthrough in? Let, let us know in the comments, what do you guys need a breakthrough in? And if you don't want to share that with us, that's fine. Think it in your mind. But I want you guys to make this personal. I do not want this to be just a message that you're like, okay, great message and nothing changes. I want you guys to be able to have change, to have breakthrough. So as the Lord was telling me about we need to have breakthrough to have breakthrough. What he showed me was we have to break through the flesh first. What does that mean? Well, we have a physical body, right? That is our flesh. We cannot, uh, in our natural ability, do certain things, right? There's limitations that we have here on the earth. So in order for us to have something that seems impossible, we have to first break past the flesh. Now, I like to use this example because um, a lot of people can kind of relate in this sense. So don't raise your hands. Don't, you know, leave a like comment or anything like that so people know if this is you or not. I'll just tell it myself for a minute. But have you ever um, started praying? And you're like, oh, yes, I'm going to spend time with God. And so you started praying and you're praying for 
everything that you can think of. And then you run out of things to pray for. And you're like, okay, now what? And maybe that took all of, I don't know, two minutes, 30 seconds, however long of your list or how fast you can talk. And you're like, uh, wow, I feel like I, I don't know what else to do now. What happens? In our flesh, in our mind, we can only think and come up with so many different things that we can pray for in a moment's time, right? But there are so many other things that we need to be interceding for. But if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, if we don't know what's going to happen a week from now, then how do we pray for those things, right? So in those moments when you're like, okay, I've run out of things to pray or say or whatever, we need to be getting into the spirit, right? Because like we said, in the flesh, we have limitations, but in the spirit, we are unlocking all the impossibilities and making them possible. This is where breakthrough happens, right? We're breaking through that flesh and we're entering into the spirit to where the supernatural can come on the scene and operate in this natural realm. This is so exciting. I hope you are getting excited because this is so good. Okay, we're going to, man, so many scriptures that I want to read, but we're going to start in Jeremiah 29, 11 first. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. For who? You, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, so we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? If that's true, and it is, <clears throat> he tells us here, he has a plan, praise the Lord, he has a plan, right? If we go by our plans, we're going to have plan A, plan B, plan C, and all those are going to fail and we'll get to plan Z and be like, I don't know, I, psh, I have no more plans. But when we take account to his plan, it works. It is an assurance. It's a confidence that we have that it will produce, that it will work on our behalf. So he has a plan for us, but not only that, he has a future and a hope. So he's looking forward to our future and he's giving us this hope. So no matter what it is that you're currently going through or what tomorrow holds or brings, right? We can have hope and we can have confidence that we're going to make it through because of the verse that we just read here. Now, there's so many other verses in the Bible that we can read, that we can stand on. But sometimes we can have so many verses and we're trying to quote them all, but we do it more out of a... Uh, memorization instead of an actual belief. Like, I believe this scripture. I'm going to stand on this scripture. If you only have that one scripture that you can stand on and you believe it and you know it and you're like, yes, do that. You don't have to have a hundred scriptures to quote and say over and over again. It's good to know the word. Yes, we have to know the word. But if you only have that one to start with, Start there. Do not belittle what you know in the word of God and say, oh, well, that's not good enough. Guys, just like a child has to learn how to walk, how to talk, how to do all the things that you know how to do right now, 
right? It was a process. Well, same in our faith. Our faith grows. It gets stronger. The more we get into the word and we find out who God is and who he created us to be and what he has for us, you guys, it is amazing because it's a growing process. So every year you should be different. You should not be the same person you were last year or two years ago, right? Every year you should see a change because there's growth, spiritual growth taking place. The more you spend time in his word, the more you learn about him, the more you learn about you. The world is going to tell you who you are, what you should be, what you can't do, all of those things. And if we are willing to believe that, how much more should we believe the word of God? He's the one who creates aided us. He predestined us for greatness. And so when we read his word and we find out his character and his integrity and we go into it that way, now we're entering into, oh, that's who I am. That's how God sees me. So it someone else's opinion of us or a situation doesn't have as much weight or value because the word of God is so strong and rooted inside of us that it outweighs any negativity that the world or Satan will ever try and place on your life. So Jeremiah 29 11 is a amazing scripture. If you need that one scripture to start with to know that, hey, God has a future and a hope for me. So just because it looks like this right now, it's not going to look like that forever. Okay, next verse I want to read to you guys is Ephesians 6, 12. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, this is very important to know because if we don't know who our enemy is, we're going to be coming against the wrong thing. And we all know we cannot win a battle if we are not fighting the right army. So, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So what is this saying? This is saying we are not coming against flesh and blood. There is a spiritual force that is... Um, driving someone to do whatever it is that they've done, right? And so if we're constantly coming against a natural person and telling them all the horrible things that they've done and, you know, all the things, right? We are fighting the wrong battle because coming against a natural person is not going to fix the problem, right? We have to say, what is the source? It may be an environment that someone's in. God says there's no positivity going on in their life. And so the only thing they know how to give out is what? The characteristics that surround them. Well, if we allow um, the door to be open, 
for Satan to come into our homes, then he's going to come on in, pull up a seat. He's going to feed you, right? And so if that's what someone's being filled up with, that's the only thing they know how to give out. Same way with us. If we are not putting in the word of God on the inside of us, no matter what happens that day, if we don't have God's love, if we don't have um, his word in us, then we're not going to be able to respond the way that we need to in order to get to that breakthrough point, right? So back when we're talking about breaking through, breaking through that flesh first, you guys, we do this again by simply submerging ourselves in God's word. Because first we have to know what does God's word say? What does he have for me? If we don't know that God wants us healed, then when sickness tries to come on your body, we're going to accept it. Right? And I know people are like, no, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to get, um, you know, my prescription and I'm going to get rid of it. That's fine too. But should we get to the point to where we have more um, confidence and more belief in a medicine than we do in God's word? Now, there's no condemnation. Hey, I've taken medicine too. But what I'm saying is there can be a point to where we fill ourselves up and we get into this word and we find out, well, God doesn't want me sick. Yes, I have a symptom. How do I get rid of this symptom? Well, we go and we find those scriptures. We find out what does God's word say about this? My finances, my relationships, my career, uh, being a parent, uh, whatever, right? We say, you know, in parenting, you know, we wish we had a life manual, something that teaches us how to raise our kids. We do, you guys. We have the word of God. It tells you how to be a good mom, a good dad, a wife, a husband, a friend. All of the things that we ever go through here on this earth, it's in the word of God. It's a matter of are we taking time to get into the word, to find out what it says so we can start speaking out. So we can start praying and asking for things from God with confidence, knowing that it will produce and happen in our life. The only way we can do that is by believing the word, getting and saying, okay, Lord, you said this in your word. Show me another scripture. And he shows you somewhere else in the word. And he shows you somewhere else. And the more we hear, right, like we started, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it's not faith comes by hearing, okay, I, I heard that, great, now I don't ever have to hear it again, done deal. I really wish that was the case. But Satan doesn't take a break. And so if he's constantly going to try and see, oh, where are they weak at? Where can I poke and push some buttons to know that's their snap? No, we don't have to have a snapping point, right? We can say, no, I am going to respond the way God would respond, right? You may be thinking some crazy things in your mind about how you'd really like to respond. But just because you have a thought 
doesn't mean you have to act on that thought. The Word of God tells us, um, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, where it talks about bringing every thought into the captivity, bring it into a captivity into the obedience of Christ, right? So we have to take those negative thoughts, bring them into captivity, and then in turn, bring them into the obedience of Christ. It's not just we're holding a thought captive saying, I'm not going to think that thought. I'm not going to think that thought. No, 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 no. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Because what are we doing? We're meditating on that thought even more. We have to replace that negative thought with God's word in order to align that thought to change, to produce that mindset that this is how God thinks. This is what God's word says about it, right? So now we have a transformation, right? What does the word tell us? Tells us that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we have to get this mind right in order for us to speak out the right things, in order for us to break through that flesh point. If you guys do not speak in tongues, don't be afraid of it, okay? And hear me out. You don't, I'm not going to, you know, do some craziness on here and, you know, scare you. But what I want you guys to do is we're talking about breaking through the flesh. So find scriptures on speaking in tongues. What does the Bible say about it, right? It's not a debate of what do I think? What does that person think? You know, because we're all wanting different advice at some point in life. But if you ask the wrong person for advice, it's not going to benefit you anyways. So if we know that the Bible is the author and finisher of our faith, right? And we go to the word for the answers. Hey, it's like you have an open book test. You're going to pass every single time. Why? Because you didn't let some um, a person's opinion or experience allow you to form a belief system, and now that's how you live your entire life. If you need that breakthrough, if you need that change in your life, be willing to go to the word first before you seek all these other people's advice. Find out what does God's word say about it. And I know you'll hear me say that over and over and over again, and I may sound like a broken record, but it's vital that we spend time in the Word. I have two kids. I work. I have multiple things going on every single day. And so, yes, I understand that you can get super busy, overwhelmed, drained, frustrated, irritated. I get it. I totally get But if we will make time to spend our day, and I'm not saying that you've got to sit down for an hour and pull your Bible out and get your notebooks and all the different translations. Guys, you have 24 hours in a day. You can spend those 24 hours so many different ways. It's not going to hurt you to take out 
certain times of the day to where you talk to God. Now, again, it doesn't have to be something that we're like, oh my gosh, I just really don't have time. We have so much more time than we realize. If we wake up 30 minutes earlier, guess what? We have just got 30 more minutes. And if you're like me, you probably do not like to wake up any earlier than you have to. So maybe put the kids to bed a little bit earlier, right? Now you have that time that you didn't have before. Maybe it's you're in the shower, okay? That's your time. Maybe it's after you uh, drop the kids off to school or you're driving to work. Wherever it is, there is moments in your day to where we have time. But it's a matter of what do we do with that time? Do we really value it, right? Because it's easy to be in the car and there's no kids and you're like, all right, I'm going to turn on whatever song I want to listen to. I don't want to listen to the kids' music. I don't want to listen to, you know, that. Or we turn off all the music together and say, all right, Lord, let's talk. It's a matter of a choice, right? Coming home and you're like, oh man, I'm so tired. I've got all everything done. I just want to sit down and watch TV. We have a choice. Do we watch that show? Do you spend time with God? And again, no condemnation. I don't care if you watch your show, right? That's between you and God. But are we making time for God? That's the whole thing with this is prioritizing our day, not just I'll do what I want to do and then when everything gets crazy, then I'll spend time with God. We don't want to get to the point to where everything's falling apart before we start going to God. If we do it every single day and it's part of our everyday life, it's so much easier. And on top of that, you're going to see your breakthrough so much faster because now your faith has already been exercising. It's already been growing daily, right? But if we wait till the last minute and everything's falling apart and then we run to the word and we're like, oh my gosh, I got to find all these scriptures and do all these things. It can be a, a state of chaos because now you feel so desperate and so alone and it's hopeless. And we have to go back to Jeremiah 29 where he says he has a future and a hope. Guys, hope is not lost. Even though it may feel like it in the moment. God wants you to know hope is not lost. He has that hope and that future for you. So we're going to enter in to this breakthrough state by one, breaking through the flesh. Breakthrough. Guys, think about it. You have to break through the flesh in order not to eat the extra piece of cake in order to not binge watch a show, in order to um, choose better things, hang out with better people, right? But our flesh wants to take another bite, go to sleep, stay up later, right? So it's a choice of, am I willing to break through the flesh to see breakthrough take place? Am I willing 
to say, this wall is not my limitation. I'm going to get into the spirit realm to where the Lord shows me how to take off natural limitations and now bring the impossible and make it possible. Because the word of God tells us that with God, all things are possible to him who believes. Did you catch that? With God, all things are possible. And that's a lot of times where people stop. They say, okay, yes, all things are possible with God, of course. But what's the second part of that verse? To him who believe. To him who believe what? To him who believe, all things are possible. Does, are y'all getting this? I hope you're getting this. You'll be jumping up and down. I can't jump up and down because then you can't see me on the camera. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when we believe God's word, we take the limitations off and the possible is now possible for us. Why? Because God is in us. If we believe that all things are possible for God and God is in us, then that makes Nothing impossible for us as well. Wow, what an honor and a privilege that God sees us so valuable that he wants to take off all limitations from us. All limitations in every area. He wants us to have so much success, wealth, prosperity, healing, clarity of mind. Guys, he thought of it all. Anything that you could go through, he has already got that breakthrough for you. He wants you to have that victory. He loves you. He thinks so much of you. That before you were even born, he said, I'm going to make a way for them to have everything they will ever have need of. God is our supply. He's our source. He's our comfort. He's our peace. Everything we need, you guys, it's in God's word. It's in his presence. It's getting into finding out who he is, what his will is for our lives. It is such a beautiful thing. And every single day we can have that fellowship with him. We can find out more and more about how good he is, about what he wants for our future. And it is what? It is good. It is hopeful. So I hope you guys got something out of that. We could go a whole lot more in depth, but I wanted to keep it as basic as possible because if we just keep talking, I don't want you to miss the beginning step of getting into his word and having that daily fellowship. Start with one minute a day. Take it to two minutes, then to three, to four, to five, right? We're growing our faith. We're growing our spirit. We're finding out more. And the more we taste and see, the more we experience his goodness, right? If you've never tried, you know, a certain piece of candy or an ice cream, or I'm using this because 
people typically like sweets. But the moment you took a bite and you tasted how good it was, what did you want? Another bite. Another bite. Then it becomes a craving, right? Did you know you can crave the Word of God to where every day you're like, mmm, I got to have it. And it's so good. It's so sweet. It does not leave a bad taste on your mouth. That's a relationship with God. All right. I love you guys. I hope, again, that you guys are getting into the word for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Get into it for yourself. Find out what he has for your future. I love you guys, and we will see you next week.